Welcome to episode three of the TOD project brought to you by Triumph Company with your hosts, Marcel Scott and Jared Klein. Today on the TOD project, special guest Hope Ellen, along with Marcellus and Jared, will be diving into the pred prediction of the future of radio, the development of a topic-sensitive podcast, being a presenter, and much, much more. Make sure to get connected with Triumph Company on Instagram, at Triumph Company US, as well as visiting their website, www.triumphcompany.us, while using the code TOD10, again, that's TOD10 for 10% off your order at checkout. Also, make sure to follow the TOD project on Instagram at t.o.d.project. That is at t.o.d.project. And finally, make sure to go follow us, our special guest, Hope, on Instagram at HopeEllen underscore. Again, at HopeEllen underscore. And with that, Sit back, relax, and open your minds for today's episode. Drop top, I'm spinning it, ay, ay, ay. On the fitted in the drop top, I'm spinning it. Every building in this swallow like a cinnamon. Never made them invisible with a pedigree. When I see you better keep up with that energy. I say I'm a fitted. Always go back for now. The floor so guys, welcome, welcome back to the TOD Project, episode three. Like I mentioned in the intro, I am here with our special guest, Hope Ellen. Hope, how are you doing today across the pond? I'm so good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, so first thing you guys will notice is that Marcellus is not here. Um, he has had some um, internet difficulties and, and, and uh, I guess, conflicts today. So he, unfortunately, won't be able to make it, um, which he was actually super excited about this, to be honest, um, since you guys he's, connected. He's slacking, isn't he, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny because, like... When was it? Last week we tried to have this Saturday, and you had, you had internet connection problems, and then now I've, yeah, do you know what? I was living in a caravan last weekend. How'd that go? And the the and the internet was really not suiting me, so yeah, that did happen. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Why are you living in a caravan? Well, because it's lockdown here um, in the UK again, and I came back from London, back to my family's area in um, a place called Norfolk, which is like two hours out of London. But my mum was, um, she's got a heart condition, so she's being really, really careful. So I had to self-isolate for a couple of weeks in a lovely caravan, which was an experience, that's for sure. <laughs> like you're just, you're just going about doing whatever you want. Yeah, I was trying to work from the caravan, but there was like, because obviously I do radio, I'm a radio mm. presenter, and I do my shows from home at the moment because of coronavirus. And every time a, a bird made a noise, the mic would pick it up. Every time it rained, the mic would pick it up. The Wi-Fi was a problem as well. So I'm glad I'm now in a house. I've got good Wi-Fi. I can't hear any raindrops. All is good. That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. Well, I guess to start off, I'll kind of let you introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are, where you're from, what you do. You kind of mentioned it already. Um, we'll kind of just have you go on a little tangent for about five minutes or whatever. However yeah, sorry. Long did you I jump the gun there? <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's okay. Well, it's it's whatever. Isn't that what's supposed to be? It's unscripted. You just got to keep going. So yeah, I guess you have the floor. Go for it. Oh goodness. Um. So <laughs> I am Hope. That's my name. I'm a presenter. I've been doing it for about three years now. Um. Started off on YouTube. I would describe myself as not only a presenter but also a content creator. Um. So I like a lot of the production side of things as well. And I always curate my own content. And um. That's that's basically my my life it's not really a career it's a lifestyle i believe so i think if you want to do something that's quite a challenging career with a lot of competition you need to be all or nothing and i'm definitely all so um just kind of seeing where it's going to take me to be honest but things are going well right now yeah <laughs> can't complain 
fine. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, ever since we decided to have this episode together, I've been kind of keeping updated with your Instagram, looking back on things and seeing what you're all about. And I mean, content creator is a very, a very valid, very valid title. You put out some, some funny content. And with the people that you connect with are hilarious, too. So that helps. That helps a lot as well. Oh, thank you. Um, so obviously, people, if you haven't noticed yet, she is doesn't have the same accent as me and Marcellus. <laughs> she is from the UK. So maybe we'll be diving into what she like, like maybe UK slang or something. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that might might hit the might hit the topic boards. Ooh. But um, so you do run a podcast called I'm a Celeb Podcast. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. So. I've been kind of having a hard time wrapping my head around it. So is it ba- it's based around a TV show? Is it, Am I correct? Yeah, that's correct. I don't know if you guys have it. Uh, well, I don't think you do have it over there. I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here is a really popular show here in the UK. Um, it's hosted by two presenters called Ant and Deck, who are like national treasures. And it's usually hosted over in, Amer- um, over in Australia, sorry. And they do like these different challenges. And it's loads of celebrities who are in a jungle as campmates doing different trials with like eating alligator testicles all sorts of different things there's like covered in bugs covered in rats you really should watch it and this year because of coronavirus they couldn't go to australia so they're doing it this time in a castle in wales Um, and it's basically just a podcast talking all about the episode that we've just watched the day before the the people who are annoying us the people who've done well our predictions and get some special guests on as well so that's kind of what that's all about so that's just one little project that i've got my hands in but to be honest with you my fingers are in all the pies <laughs> <laughs> so that's just one little one for three weeks that's what it's it's been grabbing by attention because i don't know like i heard i was probably scrolling and the intro music is really like upbeat and catchy so i was like oh maybe i'll stop and watch this and it seems like you guys have a laugh every time you guys are on there, so <laughs> it seems it seems like it's fun. Um, but yeah, guys, that link to her podcast will be down in the description for this podcast. Oh, thank you. That's whether whether it's on YouTube or Spotify, wherever you're hearing this, um, it's down in the description if you want to check Hope and her podcast mates out. I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. so kind of let, let's move toward your your livelihood, your 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 job that you do. You said you're a presenter. Um. Where exactly? So where do you fall in that? Because presenting is is a very is a very broad kind of kind of area. You like pre- mm-hmm. people can consider, oh, you're a public speaker. Okay, that's a presenter. Like maybe some people think, what do you do? Like powerpoints in class or something? Or like <laughs> you know? So <laughs> so kind of like I guess, I guess where to start off? I guess where do you primarily reign on the whole pre- presenting type of type of field? And then we'll kind of move on from there. So I think it's taken me a little bit of time to kind of work out what my USP is, what my niche actually is. Um, I think this this summer it actually occurred to me that I'm more of a, a character than a presenter. Like I can't imagine myself being, I'm not like a news presenter, I'm not a serious presenter. My manager would say that I'm an entertainment presenter, which is probably what I do fall under. Um, that's, that's kind of it, really. I mean, it's, there's a big difference between on-screen and radio presenting. There's They're two different, complete different skill sets. Radio has been such a challenge for me to to crack. It's such a skill that you, you need to really keep working on. Work on once and then keep working on it every single week. I'm constantly asking for feedback to keep getting better and developing that skill. Because you think about it, on, on radio, no one can see you. So you can't mm-hmm. do any gestures with your hands. Your facial expressions aren't going to help you. It's all about your delivery, all about your tone. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas video, you can be as expressive as you like. And I am very, as you've seen on Instagram, I'm sure, I'm very expressional <laughs> with my face and how I act. So it's it's been quite challenging. And realistically, I've been doing this three years. I went freelance this year and I'm now doing radio four times a week. It's my, it's my bread and butter job. It's my main source of income, um, which in the scheme of things in this industry, that's actually really quick. In three years to have achieved that is like a, a big achievement but there's still a long, long way to go. I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but I'm going to keep pushing and thriving to get there and I will get there as long as I keep working hard. So how old are you? I forgot to ask. I'm 23. Okay, 23. So you're two years older than me. So I guess, I guess, how did you get into presenting then since you're 23? That I feel like that's, usually you don't really see people that are like on TV and on radio. I mean, mm-hmm. at least in America, people, you're 23 years old, you're not really doing much yet as a presenter at least. So I guess I, sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't believe that you're only, you're 20, 21. 21. That's insane for me. You look a lot older with that beard. I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, So for me, I used to want to be a presenter when I was younger. Um, You won't know these names, I'm sure, but there's British presenters, Fern Cotton, Holly Willoughby, Davina McCall. They're not just presenters who um, pop up, and everyone knows who they are for two seconds. They are like well-established household names. Everyone knows them. And that's what I'm trying to, to aim towards. I don't want to be one of these people who make it big for a year and then everyone's forgotten who you are. I don't want that. If it takes me longer to get there, it's fine as long as my career is longer. You know, I'd rather put the work in and be there for a long time. So for me, I used to look up to those people. I done. Um, I done went through school. I got all my qualifications. I didn't go to university, or as you would probably refer to it as college. I just mm-hmm. it wasn't for me. I went straight into office work, and then this sounds really, really cliche, but I went through a really bad breakup, and I had a reality check and was like, "What am I doing? I don't want to work in an office all my life." <laughs> and I saw people who were put it, like had the same kind of qualities as me, same kind of personality traits, and they were making it big money as presenters. So I was like, "Well, if they can do it." <laughs> I can do it it too. Yeah, exactly. So I started off doing um, YouTube videos, just talking about different albums. That's where I started. And if I look back at those videos now, it's it's so cringeworthy because I'm not even looking (laughs) at the camera. I'm saying, um, every two minutes. The editing is so, so shabby, but everyone's got to start somewhere. And I put those videos out. And the first video I done was about um, Tyler, the creator's album, Flower Boy. It was a review on that because I love music, all sorts of different music. And I sent it to loads of people just on Instagram. Just this video, this link to my YouTube video to all these different production companies. Had no idea who they were, had no idea what I was getting myself into or what was gonna happen. But one of them come back to me. Um, They were called Lively TV at the time. And I'm still in touch with one of the guys from that, the videographer from that, who's now doing really well. Okay. And I used to drive up from Norfolk to London, which is like a three hour drive. And I used to go there and I used to film with them and I learned how to do auto cue. So that when the words are on the screen, um, I learned how to work with a green screen. I learned how to use mics. I learned all I, the kind of basic things. And I started getting content and I started making stuff, got a show reel together and it all went from there. Had I not had the courage to put myself out there in the first place, not knowing anything about it, then none of this would have happened. Even if their video, if I look back at it now and I think, what, what on earth was that? At the time, it, it, it was something. And that's what you got to do. If you've got an idea, you've got to try. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, if Marcellus was here, he'd be bouncing off the walls because that's really, that's really um, <laughs> what, what, what me and him are all about. Um, so basically, just to kind of give you background where we kind of met and everything. So Marcellus and I, we were trading together. So we, I mean, he still trades and stuff, um, but I used to trade in the Forex market and stock market and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And we were technically like on the same trading team or whatever. 
Um, and one of my good be one of my good buddies that kind of introduced it all to me introduced me to Marcellus, and Marcellus and I clicked right away. Um, and the one of the big facts that kind of or one of the big aspects of our of our relationship is how how we've kind of come over um, a lot of um, I guess the word I'm looking for is adversity within everything, and and really yeah. realizing that hey, this is this might be something we want to do. Let's just go do it type of situation rather than just sitting and sulking. Like, like kudos to you. That takes a lot of it takes a lot of energy and self confidence to be like, hey, I need to you know go change something about this. Um, but I mean, that's really where like I can I can attest to that 100. Um, percent I guess to kind of go on, kind of tell you a little about my, about myself. Um, yeah, go for it. Sorry, I was talking too much there about myself. Me and oh, me. Oh, hey, I Jared, asked you. Who cares? You I tell, asked you. You tell me your stuff. <laughs> Come on, man. I asked you. I asked you. You kind of had to. That was good. I enjoyed it also <laughs> to give you reassurance. I was, I was backed into a corner. I had to. <laughs> um, so basically, when I was younger, um, initially when I was born, I was born with club foot. So what club foot is, mm-hmm. it's when your foot's turned in like a golf club. Oh, um, you have to wear them special shoes to mold your feet. No, no, nope, no, that's not how they did it for me. And maybe it's not, maybe they treat it differently in the UK. I don't know. Maybe I'll just be quiet and listen rather than button in. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess to go from there. So when I was born, I was born with clubfoot. So initially they had to do reconstruction surgeries and stuff on that. Um, and because of that over and over time, um, now I'm 21, obviously, um, it's been, it's been a hard time kind of getting over that. Probably have tendonitis and stuff in there. A lot of bone structural issues within my foot still. Um, so that, when I was younger, it was a big thing to get over. Like I was playing baseball, football, basketball. Like I was, I was a casual, casual like kid wanting to do everything. So really trying to train myself to, Hey, this is sore or like, is this sore and I can go farther or does this hurt? Or like how, like where my limits are or like what it like, is this really holding me up? That was kind of, that's what I was questioning my, like to myself. And, um, I mean, I, I take pride in it to where I've gotten today. I, actually, I had the opportunity to play collegiate baseball um, when I first came into college. Now I'm a senior, but um, I actually had to kind of hang up hang up the cleats because of this situation. But, I mean, really that, that gave me the kind of the foundation to kind of th- to, to say, like, hey, if I want to do something, like, there's, like, I'm, I'm 21. Like, there's no reason I can't go out and, you know, give it a go. Um Marcellus and I really don't use the T word. We don't really use try. That's one thing that like we don't really we've kind of ingrained in our health in our head. We don't really use try. Um, so that is a big thing. Like uh, I don't know. Just talking talking about this is tough for me sometimes. Um, just like it. Just looking back at like where, where all the all the stuff that that I've gone through, and you can probably do this as well. Like the only thing I can do is pat myself on the back and say, Hey, good job. Keep going type of situation. Um, you have I feel to be your own biggest fan in anything 100%. you do, whether you're a radio presenter or if you're an investor or business entrepreneur, whatever you're doing, you do have to take some time to just recognize when you've done well and yeah, keep it moving. Like you're saying. Yeah. So, I mean, I could, I can totally connect with you on that. Like mm-hmm. going, getting over some big things in your life and then saying, Hey, screw it. Let's move on type of situation. It takes a lot of energy and a lot of courage to do that. So, um, wow, I guess I kind of talked for a while there, but <laughs> kind of went on a tangent a little bit. Okay, so no, you, it was great. So you, that was, that was really motivational. I think I did it. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got, there's a podcast called 
podcast, look, we've got to talk. So, uh, yeah, that's very give true. The pe- give the people what they want, you know. That's very true. Give the people that's what they true. want. I mean, on that kind of whole note, really, no one's going to do it unless you try. Like, no, not try, sorry. I said oh, try then. You can no say one's it. Gonna it's do- okay. What I was going to say is, no <laughs> one's going to do it for you. If you want to do something, you're the only person who can make that happen. The amount of people that I have met who say, oh, I want to be a presenter, and not that I've like made it and I'm like, a mega successful presenter I, I want to mm. be there and I will get there but not right now but the amount of people who come to me and like they say oh yeah I want to be a presenter and I'll say okay so what I recommend that you do based on what I've done and what's worked for me is to get on a casting site make some content blah 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 blah. I try to motivate people and try to give them tips and they just ignore it or they just don't do it and I'm just like you're not serious and you think this is going to happen you think it's going to happen when you're not putting any work in Mm. You have to put the work in, and if you put the work in, you'll reap the rewards. If you don't, then you won't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's as simple as that, really. The saying "fall in love with the process" really hits that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. just uh, the the amount of work you got to do to get better at your craft is just is kind of it's 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 underneath because a lot of the stuff that's like on social media and stuff is like all success. Like no one posts struggles, no one posts anything, no one posts that that middle ground where they're like getting two hours of sleep a night, you know, like really pushing themselves to the limit, pushing their life to the limit almost to get to where they want to go. You know, that's, that's kind of pushed under the rug sometimes I feel. Yeah. I do also feel though that a lot of the time social media can kind of hammer home that everyone is so successful, like you're saying, and that if you have a rest, you're not going to, you're not going to succeed. No breaks, keep working, keep working, keep working, which is positive in some ways. It's kind of motivational, but also Mm. it's not real. Those people who are acting like they don't have a day off, you're full of crap because you do have a day off. Don't make people feel bad if they want to have an evening with their family, drinking some wine. That's okay too. You Mm. have to have that balance in everything you do. Otherwise you're going to just burn out and that's not good for anyone. And that's not good for your career. No, the, one of the big people I listen to is Gary V and he he gets very misunderstood every once in a while because he's, I don't know, have you heard of Gary Vee? No. Gary Vaynerchuk? Okay. I guess <laughs> maybe he'd not be as big as I thought he was in the world, I suppose. Um, but he talks about, so from like we're, how old, like, we're in our low 20s. So when he started with his entrepreneur, entrepreneurial type of situation, he started working in his dad's wine shop. And that's basically where, where everything kind of stemmed from. And he always gets misunderstood like, oh, you slept like one hour a day. All you did was work, 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 work. Because all, all he said was like, I didn't take a Saturday off or like a weekend off until I was 28 from like when I was 19 to like 28. Like people just can't, like you you need breaks. Like sleeping is a good thing. <laughs> like taking yeah, a, yeah. a little siesta and like having a cup of coffee, drinking a beer, having a cup of wine. Like no one's going to say, hey, you suck. You can't do that. <laughs> We're all legit. We're all just human, and it's something that I've had to actually learn because doing this and, and chasing this dream in such a competitive industry, it does it can take its toll on you. And I am I can I'm a self-professed workaholic. Like for me, my work and this this dream chasing was a focus for me when I was going through things in my own personal life. So for me, it became everything and it still Mm -hmm. is so i do struggle with switching off sometimes but i'm very aware that i need to so like if i haven't got to set an alarm for the next day my phone goes off at nine o'clock like and if people were trying to whatsapp me when i'm on holiday you're gonna get directed to my email (laughs) and i'll deal with it when i come back from holiday because i've learned that you need that time off and as a presenter as well you need days off and you need funny anecdotes to say on radio and if you're just at home all day at your desk you're not gonna have anything decent to say so Mm -hmm. realistically it's still work there you go (laughs) 
I guess since we're talking, I guess kind of talking along the edge of it of like work-life balance type of situation, I guess mm-hmm. what is kind of your work-life balance? Like what's your like you wake up at a certain time, go to work at a certain time. What, what does that kind of entail as a presenter type of situation, especially freelance because freelance is very unpredictable. So, Yeah, I mean, my, my day-to-day at the moment is probably very different to a lot of people. And I've been very, very fortunate in this whole corona situation and lockdown that my radio station that I've got a full-time job with actually launched during lockdown, which is wild. They sent all the equipment out and it's going really, really well. Um, it's Aspen Weight Radio, just as a little plug there. Um, so <laughs> for me, a, a, yeah, an average day for me at the moment looks like waking up at 6am, um, getting myself a coffee, sitting at my desk, prepping my show, so working out what I'm going to talk about, if I'm going, having any guests on just to confirm they're okay, um, to still come on and plan all of that out. And then um, I might do a little workout, get my brain in gear. Mm. In fact, I've skipped a step. Before I get out of bed in the morning, <laughs> I, put on, I put on meditative music and I say to myself over and over again, um, you're a good presenter. You're a great presenter. Today's going to be a really good show. Oh, affirmation! Great presenter. Yeah, and I have to say it. And if I don't say it, I don't feel confident sitting down at that mic. And it's something that I really, I do struggle with criticism, and I do dwell on things. If I'm given a little bit of feedback that might be constructive, mm-hmm. I do struggle with accepting it and not dwelling on it. So that's kind of my little way to say you are like it's like my little boost. It's being my own biggest fan, like we spoke about earlier. Like yeah. literally said out loud, you're going to have a great show. You are fantastic at what you do. Don't doubt yourself. Mm. Um, so I do that. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> do my little workout, <laughs> come to my desk. And then about half past nine, I'll start my show. So I'm on 10 to one, Monday to Thursday. Um, I do a little handover in the morning with the breakfast show presenter, play a little game, um, do my show. And then that finishes about one, grab some lunch, come back to my desk. And at the moment, my day looks like them recording the podcast, um, then editing the podcast for the video, for the socials. I've also... Um, you do all that? Also, you do you do all those edits? Yeah. That's all your responsibility? Yeah. Dang. Okay. That's a lot of work. Yeah. You push out a lot of a lot of content sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, every day at the moment that show is, which is quite um it's quite strenuous. I mean the me and the girl that I'm doing it with, we've had it's it's been quite challenging because we've had different kind of um creative ideas the whole time and it's been a learning curve in itself like we're not getting paid for this project but it's a it's a project for us content is just as important as as getting paid work nowadays to be seen mm-hmm. that you're working is is just as good as being being paid for the work realistically mm-hmm. that will get you more work mm-hmm. um so it's been quite difficult having different um different ideas on essentially everything but we're getting there we've got one more week to go and we're still going strong i don't know if our friendship's still going strong but that's another question um so yeah my day my day looks like that essentially and then also i'm in the summer this year and i'm really proud of this achievement i um I launched my own networking group for presenters. So as we mentioned earlier, no one's going to do it for you. If you want to do something, you've got to go and get it. So I wanted a networking group for for presenters. I wanted to be part of one, and there wasn't one that existed. So I made one, and I've now got over 70 members, and we have like virtual meetups. We ask each other questions all the time. We've got a big WhatsApp group where everyone can collate ideas and ask people questions about equipment or just general skills or auditions, and it's really, really positive and and great. So I also, in my day, I manage that social media account, and I repost and share everyone's hard work to um, hopefully get some casters seeing them and spotting them and getting them some jobs. Well, there you go. Jesus. You're a, a woman of many responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. I'm not very good at I'm not very good at not being busy. I mean I do try, but in terms of that work life balance, I do try every day now to finish work about six PM during the week, um, and then have at least one day off in the week because I do know how important it is to 
to have other hobbies and have things outside of work, work, work. But do, do you yeah. include Saturdays and Sundays in your week, or do you just kind of have those for weekend every day? Um, so <laughs> this today was meant to be my off day, but I've already recorded two podcasts. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that is that's my off day today because I'm on radio again tomorrow because I'm covering someone. Um, so Saturday and Sunday, I try to take it more easy. But Monday to Thursday is when it's really, really full on. I work with a lot of companies as well. I'm working with a company called SpringPod, who are an educational um, careers network for young people. So I host a lot of webinars for them um, and do like open days for colleges and stuff. So that's more like the corporate stuff. You get a lot of corporate work in presenter land. Really? Um, it's, not all, it's not all entertainment and fun. Some of it is like, <laughs> put your serious hat on, be a, be a corporate presenter. Yeah. So, yeah. Is that fun? Corporate? <laughs> and, I mean, uh, do you know it's, it's all right I mean with, with that com- with that company I mentioned there actually mm-hmm. during lockdown uh, so I so I, re- I post uh, I host a podcast with them and I edit the podcast up and I send it over to them to their clients um, so that's working with different companies I don't know if you've heard of like Nestle before it's like a, a big brand I speak to them about their apprenticeships it's all like kind of helping young people it's ne- like a no. food company Nestle oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. N-E-S-T-L-E because you have Hershey's over there don't you it's N E S T L E, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, is, so what are they? That's, what are they? That's one little project. Do they make like coffee and stuff? I think so. Yeah, or coffee. Like hot, hot cocoa. Chocolate. Yeah. Pet food. Yeah. So that's that's like the corporate side of it. But I've actually in that in that position and working with that brand, I've actually interviewed so many amazing people, um, from Olympians to Ooh. Arctic explorers to. Uh, Who's your most TV interesting producers. interview? Sorry for interrupting you. I, this no, one kind of came up. He didn't interrupt me at all. He didn't Who, interrupt me. Um, who's your most interesting interviewee, I guess? I've interviewed quite a few really cool people, actually. Um, Any footballers? Oh, the sport. No, no footballers. I'll, I'll, um, say, I'll, I'll say football. I'll say football because... You, okay, you mean so soccer? I, no, I don't, I don't say soccer. I don't say soccer. That, I, I've, been following, I've been following the Premier League for probably five years now. Oh, and cool. I, I've just grown into it like... Okay, it's football. Like it makes sense. Americans are stupid. <laughs> I'll let like, you say that. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't my, worry. My, you know, my sister-in-law is actually American because my brother lives out there. <laughs> don't hey, don't worry. I I went to London. When did I go to London? Last March, actually, no, last February before lockdown. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, this this past February before lockdown, all I did was just get insulted for being an American. So don't worry about it. It was fun. I laughed at most <laughs> of the jokes. And especially they, they just laughed at like they I think the one big thing they they like made fun of me was that Trump was the president. And then they always asked my opinions on Donald Trump. It was amazing. But I so my when now, I was now a, I'm really now I'm really intrigued. So, what do you mean? Oh, you want me to. So, well, wait, well, like my my opinion on the guy. Yeah, I think he's an asshole. I mean, I, I'm not really into politics. I'm, I'm more of a peep like judging you, them you by can, their, you can call an asshole. An, you can call an asshole. You can see an asshole. Very true. Yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think he's an asshole. Like he's, he's, he doesn't conduct himself, I guess, socially like a president should when he's like talking to people. Like he's very disrespectful sometimes. He's, he's just like, like, yeah, maybe he done, he did good things for the economy and politic wise, he did good things. I don't really know, to be honest, but like, if you're a shitty person, like doesn't even matter. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't really want to go down that road. I'm not a big no, politic no, guy. I'm so. pleased. I'm pleased. I'm pleased that you said that. Otherwise, I may have left the call. <laughs> yeah, usually, usually people like a lot of the people over in London that I talked to were on the same page as me, so that was a good thing. Um, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, so when I was over in London, I tried to kind of segueing back to football. Out of curiosity, what were you doing over here? Um, so it was with like what Marcellus does still. We had a business conference over in London, and so that's what that's what I was there for. It was at oh, the cool. Excel Center. Um, mm-hmm. Is that what it's called, Excel? I think if I, I remember it yeah. correctly. Um, but yeah, so when I was over there, every cab or Uber we got into, I always tried to talk football because, like, I mean, this is where the Premier League is, right? We fucking MLS is horrible. Let's be honest. Um, Major League Soccer. <laughs> Do you follow football? No. I mean, my dad is like a massive, like, he loves football. And I guess my I brother actually, things. he came over to America to do a football, well, soccer scholarship or football scholarship. Oh, okay. So my family are very football, but I'm not like a big, big football fan. Okay. Our family, if... my family supports Liverpool. Do you like Liverpool? Oh. <sighs> I don't like who do, you, who do you support in the Premier League? I support Chelsea in the Premier League. One, okay. because Christian, Christian Pulisic, mm-hmm. the best American soccer player ever. I sound so American when I say that word, don't I? Um, I mean, you just sound American all the time to me, but yeah. That's, that's very true. Um, <laughs> I, li- I like Frank Lampard, too. He's a good guy. He, yes, he is a good guy. I like he, he ran the shit out of that team last season, and where they placed last season was amazing without getting any transfers like giving young kids a chance like usually you don't see that in the premier league so that i, I love that i love that a lot and pulisic going there after dortmund was just a cherry on top so that was perfect but yeah i support chelsea also um, frank lampard's wife is a presenter really mm-hmm. oh maybe i should reach out <laughs> i don't know um <laughs> but yeah i support i support a team called los angeles football club here okay. um they play. They're like one of the only teams in the MLS that play a very European style of football. So I just like I like European football. Like the way Americans play football or soccer um, is very pass, 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 and just launch it up to the six five forward and see if he can take it down and score a goal. Do we get more stuck in and like a bit nitty gritty? Like yes. A little bit. Let's let's get a bit ready to rumble. Yeah, and there's more. <laughs> there's a lot more up and down play with European soccer. Oh, jeez, I'm saying it. I'm saying it way too much. Football. Yeah, I now every time I say it, I'm just, I'm such an American. Um, <laughs> what's your opinion on American football? Have you ever seen it? I don't know if it? I have one, if I'm honest. Um, so my brother went to, I don't know if you know Rutgers in New Jersey. Yep, great so college. He went, to that, he went to that college, and we went to look around the college once. Um, so I saw, like, the American football ground and things. Um, and my sister-in-law, her brother was... Um, really into American football, and my yeah. uncle absolutely loves it. He loves the Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. That was cool. They suck. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he he loves that. He goes there every <laughs> year to watch them. Um, so I haven't really got an opinion on on American football. To be honest with you, I've seen bits of it, and I think it's very stop start. Like every it is yeah. getting blown. It's like, come on, can we can we see the game or? Yeah, it's a very. I mean, so the comparison I give it. Well, it's not really a comparison, but. So with it's more with, like rugby, right? Yes, it, that, that but rugby's go go go. Like there, there's there. I feel like their stop is very like. Whenever I watched rugby, I granted I don't know anything about rugby, so this is my filter here. Don't take anything that I'm saying here for Jared, as me fact. Neither, so it's okay if you say anything wrong. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay, perfect. So like rugby, when I see them stop, it's in like a like they get in a big like circle or whatever, and they're all like fighting for the ball, and then they hike the ball, and then they go right away. Like football, like American football, like they got to call plays and everything. Like it's it's like a full like thirty second 
like in between when when the person gets tackled and is down and they set the ball, it's like a whole 30 seconds in between each play. But so how I'm saying it is like if a person that was really good at American football goes over and plays rugby in Europe, they will get their they I don't think they'd be able to survive because the conditioning bum kicked. Yeah, like something like even even like soccer, like the conditioning like, is just completely different. Cuz here we would say that, like, in terms of the difference, in terms of toughness, if mm-hmm. you like, football and rugby, footballers will roll over and get kicked and then they're, they're like, ah, and cry, <laughs> probably to get some more minutes on the end of the game. Yep. Whereas rugby players are more like, more macho. Mm-hmm. Not that, that not that being macho is a masculine trait, because you can be camp and be masculine any sense. <laughs> anyway, that's a different conversation. What I'm saying is, in the UK, if you're like, footballers are seen more as the ones who are a bit more wimpy because they'll roll over and cry compared to rugby. So I don't know if that's what you're saying about soccer and American football. Yeah, that's kind of the same. That's the same yeah. connotation that we have too. But um, So I played football, American football, pretty much my whole life up until my second year in high school. And then I had to actually dropped that sport because I got four concussions. So oh I didn't want to God. take another chance. Well, I, that's, that's throughout my life. I got, I got, you were able to do that with your, with your foot. You were doing the American football, even though you had the foot complications. Well, yeah, I can still, I mean, my, the whole like horrible, I guess, horrible side where I, where I was like not being able to play at my full capacity stopped in like fourth grade. So okay. I mean, like after that, obviously it was like sore and stuff, but it's whatever. Um, I think I had my last, like I had like, bones for removal and like a tendon release when i was like in in like year seven is it called year seven like so when you're like go, 13 when you're like 13 years yep, old it's like year yeah seven. going into secondary school or high school yep yeah okay so yeah like seventh grade was like my last surgery and then everything but yeah i got i snowboard too so i got concussions from that and Are you, yeah. so you're not very good at these sports then <laughs> yeah nice right <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> Um, I completely forgot what the question was though. What was I? What was I explaining? Uh, we're talking about American football and soccer. Oh um, yeah, so you were playing American football. Yeah, so I I stopped playing playing football in sophomore year of high school, and then my senior year came around, my last year in high school, and I'm like, you know what? I've been getting into soccer lately. I said it again. I've been getting into football lately, and I kind of want to play. Like I I kind of want to give my give a shot at it. I'm not the best with my feet. Not at all in any sense. So I was like, maybe I'll try goalie. So I played goalie my senior year, and I loved it. It was one of my best sports seasons ever. I had so much fun. And just right there, oh, my gosh, I love soccer, football, whatever Americans want to call it, so much better than American football. So if you could join a U.K. team in the Premier League, it would be Chelsea. 100%. You could get scouted. 100%. Yeah. Go to Lampard's fatigue. Either that or like, either that or like, do you know who hashtag United is? No, no. Oh, you don't know hashtag United. They're in like tier nine in the pyramid system. Their team initially started on YouTube by Spencer Owen. I don't know if you know Spencer Owen. I said um, any of these people. Oh my <laughs> am, God. I just out, am I just out I think, of touch? No, I, I can think. Can you send me some links, please, so I can get cool? I, th- I think I'm just generalizing England in the UK. And their media scene. I think I'm just generalizing because I'm I'm American. Um, but yeah, I know, I know KSI. Is he's a YouTuber, isn't he? Yes, and, and I, th- Joe I think he's more Joe, popular so, for something. Rogan, Paul, Joe, Joe Rogan. Is that his name? I don't know. See, I'm not. I, I I'm on YouTube myself, but I'm Joe Rogan not has an amazing. I don't podcast. get into YouTubers. Is it Joe Rogan? Who's that one who fight? Who had that boxing match? 
Joe Weller? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Okay. Uh, then, yeah. So anyways. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, so what, what about, I'm, I'm interested to hear, what about Americans kind of like tips you off? You have, you can have no filter. I, I've probably what, what, what a thing about America annoys me. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I, I can't say from personal experience because I've never lived there. I've visited, but I've never lived there. And of course, media gives yeah, that's true. only one side of a picture. So I'm going to say... I guess what, what stereotype or like what, what like generalization, I guess, rather than... Racism, the racism. That's, that's a big one. Yeah, that is a big mm-hmm. one. That's a big yeah. problem. And I mean, that, ha- that happens everywhere. That happens here. Um, and it's it's inexcusable um but obviously recent events this year i mean it's been going on for how for for all eternity but Mm. um recent events this year have obviously brought it to light so that's probably not the funny answer you were looking for but that's probably (laughs) that's probably the the biggest one really let's be honest yeah i was expecting like some like oh i hate like your accent or like I hate I corn know, beef like or something, but no. Yeah, yeah, like something like that. But I mean, it's just, it's valid. 100%. For a spanner in the works, I like yeah. to, I like to uh, cause surprise. Yeah, that would be, be it for me. <laughs> that is that is a big one. That's a huge problem. Like I don't even understand why it's still. I mean, I, I guess it's kind of naive me like saying I don't even know why it's still here because what you know, it's just what it is type of situation. Like. Yeah, but that that even saying like it is what it is is just past that point now, isn't it? It's just ignorance. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it happens. It's all over the world, isn't it? And the only answer I believe is is education, um, mm-hmm. and to essentially eradicate all the racists. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess I'm gonna go. Hmm. About the what? I okay. thought you meant you were gonna go then. Hang up for me. I was like, no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> right, I'm gonna go. Okay, bye. So. I guess, I guess, I mean, well, you said you went to New Jersey. So I've been to New Jersey and New York, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of people on the East Coast. So, like, I guess, I guess, like, what about American people, like, mannerisms or, like, the way they conduct themselves, like, socially? Just like you, like, not political or anything, just like, you know? There's a lot. To, it's really funny, actually, because America and the UK are very aligned in a lot of ways, but in other ways, we're so so different. I don't like that American TV steals a lot of our ideas and tries oh, really? to redo it, like Shameless or The Office or The Inbetweeners. They're, they're Where was The really... Office from? Britain. Oh my Ricky god! Ricky Gervais. I had no idea. Yeah, that is well, literally that's one the of thing. the. It's that's literally the one thing. of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my life. Right, <laughs> right. And, but it was ours first, you know. It was ours. So yeah, I don't like that. The, there's a big comedy difference a lot of the time, isn't there? With with UK and American, like some jokes don't get. Some people don't interpret the right jokes. I don't know. Oh yeah, I feel like Americans can be more close to the line. Mm. Is that a thing? Like, like we're we're more prone to like words, Jared, but I don't know what it means. <laughs> we're we're more prone to like get really close to the line and even cross it sometimes, and like then like, and still like, oh, that's really funny type of situation. I don't know if that's in in England. Okay, I get to, like, it. So like, you know what I'm saying? Be offensive. Yes, yes, and then people still laugh at it. But then, do Americans laugh when people make jokes about Americans? Yes. Because I feel like some Americans would be like get offended. 
I mean, we're making really big generalizations here because not every American is the same. <laughs> so some might get, some might not, but they're just people. It doesn't matter where they're from. Well, so, so that's, that's a crazy thing because this is one thing. When I went to London, this is a huge thing because – so obviously there were like me and like the group of my team. And there were a bunch of Americans there at this convention or business, whatever. And there were also – it was an international convention. So there were people from, from, from England, obviously. There were people from Portugal, Spain, and like Brazil and all over the place and Germany and Croatia, this, that, and the other thing. And I think I, – I didn't see one single American flag there, but I saw – thousands and thousands of different countries flags like people repping their flag and i think that's a big difference with with america with the united states is like our connotation within america like if you rep our flag like if you if you put it around your shoulders and like either one you're an athlete that just won the gold medal at the olympics or two like people think like if you're flying a flag on the back of like your car or whatever, like there's certain ways that like if people fly their flag this way, you're fine. But if you fly the flag this way, you're like racist or like stupid. Like, and, so and that's like, really interesting because as someone who's, who's British, who would look at American, I'd say you're really patriotic. Like you sing the song, the, the, at the anthem mm-hmm. at big events, like the Super Bowl or whatever. And like, <laughs> I imagine loads of flags and stuff and everyone loves, loves the flags. But clearly, clearly not. Well, I'm, well, I guess like, well, I guess what you see of like people repping our flags, you know, is, is very like media centric, right? Like you see it like well, that's Super what, Bowl. That's why I said earlier, I'm, I'm basing this on yeah. things that the media is telling me. So it I, I guess, accurate. I guess then I would ask the question, do you guys have the same thing? Like, like, so, so for, for us, it's like rednecks. Like usually the people that, do you know the term redneck? Do you know that? Term? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Do you guys have rednecks in the UK? Is that a thing? Well, we have, we have ignorant assholes that's the same thing right i guess it might fall under the same thing but, <laughs> but like like like, so like the, the only really time that anyone puts a, a a uk flag up or england flag is if we're like doing the world cup like that's the only time you'll really see flags about okay but we do have people who are very patriotic and who thinks britain's great and britain should be a set way which is just completely not even not even old-fashioned it's just ignorance so like recently, okay. for example, like um, there was an advert came out for a supermarket and there was loads of things on social media complaining, loads of people complaining about the advert because it included a black family. Because there's a lot of people in the UK who are, well, who are narrow-minded, who are ignorant and everything mm-hmm. else. Um, and they thought that wasn't representing Britain enough. Well, of course it is because being British is not being white. Being British is being born here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that, that's an example of kind of there's, yeah, there's a kind of playing field. I believe is similar to rednecks. No, is that what they would believe? Hmm. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. But like red, like, like rednecks for us is like people in the deep South, like Texas, like Louisiana, like people that like, Oh, I, I can't say this on the podcast. Never mind. I, I was going to say something. And it was going to be bad. I, I'm not saying it. But it's a stereotype that a lot of us northerners in the United States, it's because I'm from Wisconsin, um, so like by the Great Lakes, you know, where Chicago is pretty much, we have a connotation of people in the south that are like rednecks. But So basically rednecks, they're like southerner, like cowboy type of situation, like mm-hmm. have big diesel trucks, like rev their engines really loud. like Guns confederate flag type of situation um, do you know what the confederate flag is is that the one that's racist 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that's why. So I saw someone with that in London before. I I'd done an interview because I'd done oh, these wow. interviews where I was going out round and just asking people random questions, and I was speaking to these people for ages, and I didn't realize that's what it was until I was editing. And I was like, oh! yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if there's I knew, I would have of... called. You, I would have called you out on that. Why are you wearing that on your head? But yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like that's a big controversial topic down in the south in the united states it's like the confederate flag and everything but but yeah like those are the people like when you see like because usually on their big trucks right they have they have their humongous trucks diesel trucks they're super loud and then they usually have two flags flying out the back of their truck they put like they put like these two like by their smokestacks or whatever they put these two poles and they have the american flag on one side and the confederate flag on the other side oh you didn't hear me there did you did you just kind of disconnect Hello, one, two, three. Yeah, sorry, my um, USB popped out. Okay, okay. So, so I was gathering what you were saying, though. I heard you with the the flags in the car to either side. Yeah, so one's American, one's the U.S. flag, one's the Confederate flag. So, like when Mm -hmm. we when we see someone like not at an athletic event or not at a convention wearing the flag or like flying the flag, it's usually like, oh, like maybe you're racist type of situation. But I guess that's just a generalization. We we've kind of went on this topic for a while. I didn't realize how far this was gonna go. We might need to cut some of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, obviously the clips will have to cut it out, but this, no, this is all going up. This is all going up. Doesn't even matter how long it is. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Okay, so so what this podcast is really about? So t- I guess I haven't told you yet. So TOD stands for Triumph Over Defeat. So um, it's in that. it's in collaboration with the company that Marcellus and I recently started called Triumph Company. Um, it's a clothing mm-hmm. company. Um, just something we wanted to start. But we wanted to start this podcast because, like we already pretty much talked about, we talked about adversity and stuff like that. But where Marcellus and I come from, like I stated before, is business side of things. Um, and, like, really being, like, I guess, I guess, like, business side of things, motivational side of things, it kind of all touches together in this whole situation. So I guess... We talked about affirmations. When you mentioned affirmations, I wanted to just go off on a tangent about affirmations because here, I'll pull Why this up. Why didn't you? So this is what I read every Amazing. morning. Amazing. Yes. That so, is a lot of affirmations. My God. It's, it's all right here. And like I have like goals and stuff. But I read, I read all this every morning. So for, peop- for people listening, can you read some of those out? Um, so I'll actually go from the top down. This is kind of blocking the window, but that's right. Um, so from the top down. It says, on the top, it says, read, adf- read affirmations and be grateful. And then, so okay. going down, it says, I am talented. I provide value. I am loved. I am grateful. I am a full-time designer, since I'm a graphic designer. Um, I am a great coach. I coach baseball. Yes, um, you are. I design for a professional organization. I am respected. I am trusted. I am creative. I am successful. I am wealthy. I read that three times over every morning. Wow. Just to- Kind of to get into that same mindset as you were talking about. So I guess, and you also talked about meditation. We'll kind of go down that line as well because this is a great topic. I love talking about this stuff. Um, When did you first decide to kind of go towards affirmations within your daily routine? Or like when did you come upon affirmations and and along that side? Because this is very interesting to me. So, so for me, affirmations and meditation, I don't like following what everyone else does. <laughs> I'm a little bit like, <laughs> I don't want to say I'm a hipster because I'm not. But for example, if someone says, Hope, you should watch this film or Hope, you should read this book. I will have to do it myself. And that's, that goes through everything in my life. My parents and my sisters and my brother always says like, 
oh my God, you have to learn everything the hard way. Why do you do that? Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But it's like with anything, I have to discover these things myself. So when I'm doing these affirmations, the reason I started doing them is because I um, have suffered with minor depression for the last five years, but like very minor. And it's more that my moods are just very um, all over the shop. So um, I'm on a very low dose of medication just to make sure that I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And with that, the doctor's always saying about therapy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not interested. Like I've not, I'm not, I've not been interested to open up loads of old scab, like loads mm -hmm. of old scab wounds and scar wounds. I don't want to reopen them. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing I do struggle with is, like I said earlier, dwelling on on criticism, um, thinking that I've made a mistake. I get really in on myself, and I think so. Going through in a relationship that was really unhealthy, very manipulative, and I lost myself completely. When I broke up with that guy, not only did I choose my choose my Something's happening. Did we just lose connection again? So going through a relationship that was quite, well, it was abusive. It was manipulative in a lot of ways. Um, and I completely lost myself. And when we broke up, I ran towards my career. Obviously, I spoke about that earlier. But I also had to learn to love myself. And I had to learn to um, remember who I was, really. So I started in the mornings. Just I wrote like a big paragraph to myself. Um where I would talk out loud to myself and just reassure myself that I, I was okay and that I'm allowed to make mistakes because I'm a human being. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I kind of, I stopped doing that after a while because I felt like I didn't need to do it anymore. But then the, the good presenter, great presenter, I've started doing that within the last month or so because I was feeling really insecure, um, which creeps up on you sometimes and you don't expect it. Um, so that's why I started doing that again. But in terms of like meditation and talking to myself in general, every Sunday I try to do a rule where I make the room really nice and candle lit put some meditative music on, I get butt naked, I lay on the floor and I'll talk to myself and I'll literally go through every single body part and squeeze it and tell it that I love it and tell it that it's great for its purpose. And that makes me feel like I like to feel connected to my body. Like it's, it's me, because it sounds really weird, but like people walk around life and they don't ever actually look at their body and like appreciate their body or thank their body for like getting your legs from A to B. Like no one ever does that, they're just like there. So just lo I, I love feeling connected. And if I, at a moment I feel like, oh, I feel gross today. I'm like, no, you don't feel gross. You just haven't spoke to yourself today. So go look in the mirror, tell yourself how great you are and you'll be fine. That's go awesome. tell yourself, yeah, you don't need to go for a run, Hope. Just feel your belly, belly and say you love it and then you're sorted. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I haven't, even, I haven't heard that method. I feel like I've... I'm saying it really wiffly waffly, but that's, that's what I do. That's okay. I, I, I understood it all. So I can I... read you my paragraph if you want. Go for it. On since the podcast. I, since I read mine. can make note. Since yeah. I read mine, yeah. Go for it. Let me, get, let me get it up. It's called Note to Self. Let me just find it on my little notes. Note to Self. Bear with. There we go. Right. So, I'll just, I'll just talk out loud to myself. And I used to do this every single morning. So, Hope, just remember how strong you are, what you've overcome, how great you are. People love you because of you. You're allowed to make mistakes. You're young. Fuck that. Sorry about the language. You're human. <laughs> Humans make mistakes. And remember, a mistake is not measured by someone else's opinion, but by your own. You are the most important person in my life. Breathe. So then you go, Jared, do it with me. <sighs> love. And then you hold your chest, your heart, and say, I love you. I love you and we're going to be okay. 
You're allowed to make errors because you're human. You're allowed to feel sad. You're allowed to make yourself happy. You are the best person. You are my favorite person. And then that's when I'd go over my body and like start squeezing my arms and squeezing my legs <laughs> and being like every single bit of you, all right? You're, you're okay. You'll be okay. You are positive. You are happy. You will achieve everything that you wish for. Don't take life so seriously. Just go with the flow and be happy. I love you. And if I find that like I'm struggling with something new, I'll add it on the bottom of that. So that one about um, don't take life so seriously. I added that after the original paragraph because I was like, mm. Hope, you're being you you're being too like rigid and fixated on your career and stuff. You need to just chill out and enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. So you can add things to it and then ensure that you you as, if you say something to yourself enough or you believe something enough, it will just become ingrained in who you are. God, I, I need feel to... like we're doing like a therapy session here. Yeah, but it's awesome. I love this. I love talking about this stuff. Cause like a big, a big part of me, like when I was in high school, I was very dependent on like what my friends thought and everything like that. Mm -hmm. This is, everyone's probably gone through this. So this is yeah. a very relatable feeling I feel like. Um, and then once I left college, I lost a lot of those friends. So I had to figure out, like talk to my roommate freshman year. Like I was a dick. Like all I did was play video games and I was so insecure. Like, oh my God, it was horrible. So I had to figure out, you know, figure out those ways to get back my self-confidence, get back like, like get back on the horse. Yeah. And, and actually like enjoying <laughs> myself and enjoying my life type of situation. So because of that, I bought something like this. It says, okay, okay, fine. I'm grateful. So this, I, I don't know why I stopped doing this. I had two, uh, two separate notebooks full of this stuff, but every morning, um, I went in and kind of wrote kind of like a similar paragraph type of situation, but it'll be mm -hmm. more listing, like listing what I'm grateful for in the morning and everything, because I like doing it in the morning because then everything is fresh to your, fresh to your mind. Like you, like yeah. whatever, if you had a dream, who cares? I don't remember those anyways. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but like everything for me in the morning, like for me, like the, the whole morning routine, like when I wake up at 6.30 a.m. to when I have to do work at like nine, nine AM. It's all meditative. It's like a big meditative process for me. So every, like even like drinking coffee is a very meditative thing. So I went and constructed all the self-motivating and self-confidence stuff to do in the morning. So I do, I do like your, the paragraph type of situation that you do. Um, and sometimes I just sit there, like sit there like this with my eyes closed for like five, 10 minutes and just visualize things like me in certain situations that I want to be into. And, um, you're like, making me feel relaxed. Really? Saying this, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, hope, go to a beach. <laughs> just chill out. <laughs> like, so a big, a big thing for Even me. Even you just explaining the meditation is making me want to meditate. <laughs> yeah, like I, I've never. Well, I, I. So, have you heard of Wim Hof? Do you know who Wim Hof An is? Another, another thing I have not heard of. Okay, so you should he have briefed me before the, po the before the podcast. You should have sent me some links, and I would have been like, "Yes, <laughs> absolutely, I know all about that, Jared." Well, I've so not got a clue. He is he isn't American, actually. So that's that's kind of cool. He I think he's Norwegian or some that's Icelandic cool. or something like that. Mm -hmm. I, I Scandinavian. I wanted to say, um, but he developed a breathing technique that was very very meditative and very like so it kind of puts your body into overdrive almost and like pretty much gets your body high on itself with adrenaline and everything. Can we, can we do that now? It's. It's, it's like a 30-minute process. Oh, okay. Well, send me the link. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll have to send you the video link. Um, but my buddy actually got me into this. And that, like, so what Wim Hof does, he holds the, I think he holds, like, a record for sitting in ice or whatever. So it's slow. Like, this breathing technique slows your heart rate down and, it, like, really, like, puts your body on, like, overdrive mode and it relaxes you and you almost feel high on yourself. And it's, like, it's, like, one of the best feelings ever. And 
I do that every once in a while now, and that is part of my process as well. And it like clears your mind, it makes you think a little clearer, it, like wow. restarts your body almost. And it's it's amazing. Like I don't do like traditional meditative stuff, like like I guess how you put it, like candlelit room and kind of just laying there by yourself and talking to yourself. Like yeah, I, I sound don't... a bit like a basic bitch, don't I? Well, no, I mean whatever works for you, you know. Like meditation <laughs> is you a getting, very compared to you getting high off yourself. Meditation is very like Wim Hof. W I M H O F. That's like his first and last name. Um, but like, yeah, meditation is very personal, so I'm not judging you in any way. I'm sorry if I have. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't at all. I'm just judging myself. It's quite <laughs> funny that you mentioned the gratefulness, the book you've got there to make grateful notes. When I was going through like quite a, a mental health kind of wobbly a little bit, um, that's when I that's when I first wrote that paragraph actually. And before I was doing that, I would do a little 15 minute yoga exercise. There's a pa- there's a lady on YouTube called Yoga with Adrienne. I think she's actually American. Um, and she done like a 15 minute one for depression. And at the end of it, you do like these star jumps. And every time you land, you say something you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. So it's very similar to that. And it can be anything from materialistic to family values to nature. So that, that was quite, yeah. I think figuring it's out- always something you can like, be grateful for. Yeah, especially like, I, th- I think figuring out like the essence of being, a, like appreciating things and being grateful and having gratitude yeah. is like that in itself helped my self-confidence and like myself like motivation and stuff more than like anything like Mm -hmm. you you think like oh listen to other people or like but no like that helped me find it within myself rather than take it from someone else and I feel like Mm -hmm. when you find that drive in inside yourself and more personally it it becomes a lot easier to like I guess like grab onto and and when you need it you can kind of pull it back up and it makes like when you're when you're getting down every once in a while it makes it a lot easier to kind of grab that that feeling and kind of run with it it's like if there's a decision you need to make or a conundrum that you're going through most of the time you actually know the answer you know what you should do but for some reason we go around and we ask everybody else rather than just looking within ourselves and in terms of like relaxing and meditation i think there's so much you can learn from just spending time with yourself rather than trying to bloody youtube an answer do you know what i mean (laughs) you know the answer just look within yourself yeah like the power, you know, of, you should, the power yeah, of yourself is insane. There's so much power in knowing who you are as a person as well. If you, you get to a certain point where you're like, I know I don't like that, so I'm not going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, as you, I, think it's, I think that's just as you get older as well. As you mature, you're, kind of, you're not afraid of offending people if you don't want to do something, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. So you mentioned books. Do you have any books that you've read in the past that are like big like takeaway books? <sighs> I guess you you, um, bri- you briefly mentioned them. You didn't like say any specific ones or anything. So I guess just to kind of carry on with this. I can't remember that I mentioned books. Is it because the people I said people recommend books all the time? Yep. Um, be at the moment, I'm reading um, a book that my friend wrote. Actually, I'll give her a little shout out. I can't find it. I got a book that I'm reading of my friends. Here it is. It's not a self help book or anything. It's just a girly book. But whilst we're here, I might as well shout her out. It's yeah. called The Last Table in the Sun by Lexi Carducci. So I'm reading that at the moment. Um. I don't really like, I've, I haven't read any self-help books. If I, if I want to read a book, it's more, I want to read something to just be entertained. You know, Chill I don't really, too, yeah. yeah. Like I said, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily buy a self-help book because that kind of goes back on what I've just said. I'd much rather mm. <laughs> look within myself. Do you know what I mean? I used to live with this guy who used to, ugh, used to watch YouTube videos all the time. I'm, I'm not judging people who watch YouTube videos, but I'm judging him because I didn't like him. He used to constantly watch <laughs> these videos from this psychologist who would tell him all these things and he'd come out with all these theories and stuff. And it was like, okay, but you're literally just listening to a doctor on YouTube. Like, 
you look within yourself. Why are you mm. Googling an answer? Do you know what I mean? You, I don't know. It just, it just annoyed me. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily get a self-help book. I would rather read a book to just switch off. And I like murdery books where people die. Oh, I like. Yeah. Oh, did you, <laughs> did you watch the series on Netflix? It's either, is it Haunting of Hill House or Blind Manor? Both of them I watched. You watched them both. How did you like it's Hill House? So okay, scary. Don't talk about Hill House because I haven't watched Hill House yet. But I watched Bly Manor. Can we not talk about this? Because I'm getting scared. <laughs> Are you actually? <laughs> I'm a right scaredy cat. Like I'm not scared of many things, but ghosts freak me out. Yeah. Okay, that show. We, that show is. That show is scary. We, we can talk, talk about it if about you it. want, but just know I might call you. I might call you in the middle of the night and be like, Jared, <laughs> I can't sleep because of you. <laughs> Have you got any questions about like the UK or being British or anything like that? Oh, being British. What? Okay, so this is one thing. When I was over in London, we ate supper really late. Like we supper. ate supper, I guess dinner. Okay. Dinner, supper. Yeah. Um, we ate it like really late. Like every night we ate at like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Is that a thing? Or were we just behind? I think you were just behind. But then London, London's not the UK. Like London is so different to the rest of the country. I suppose it was a so big like people, city, so. people, would, yeah, people <laughs> would eat later in London, but at home, if like if I'm I'm here, my family at the moment in Norfolk, we would eat tea at like six. Okay, so, that's, so that's it's not like it's not a cultural thing where we all eat late. That's okay. just a London. That's probably just a London thing. Because Lon a, co a couple of my different. friends like went over like into Eastern Europe and like they said they eat they eat dinner like super late, like when. When I I had, I had a friend in that went to like Italy and uh, in Greece and stuff, and mm. they said they ate at like nine ten o'clock every night. So I don't know I don't know maybe I was again maybe I was generalizing Europe. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think I think that happens a lot though. Like I know I know like the UK is in Europe, but I feel like Europe is kind of like seen as like this whole place that's everyone's the same, and it's really not. I feel I feel I like mean? yeah that's that's a very I feel like that's a very common common thing to, that that is like a very common generalization of europe for me i guess it's different because i guess i follow i follow football so like i know yeah. that there's like different i mean i don't know i guess even i guess it's as an someone easy as like, someone who is british i don't even feel like i'm i don't feel like i'm europe you don't feel I mean, like I european am. i'm in i mean I'm, I'm a european but i don't feel like i am i guess sense. i guess that is a big thing because i think we generalize europeans as well as british people even though we're in that yeah, but I guess you're kind of like disconnected from it all, though. Yeah, like you're I an island. You're an island, though. Yeah. Okay, so I, mean, I, I, I do, I do have one I question. I could be getting this all wrong. I, um, yeah, go on. I do have one question. <laughs> have you rode the tube from London or from England to Paris, or like England to France? Have you rode that under the? I haven't before? done that, but I have gone to Bruges in Belgium from London. The, so the, it goes from the same. It goes from the same place. It goes from London, London, St Pancras. It goes from the same place, but I didn't go to France. I went okay. to Bruges. Because you can go to Amsterdam and all sorts of places now. Oh my god! Like that, the traveling in Europe amazes me. Yeah, because in America, like as America, you take like nine hours to get anywhere, can't you? Yeah, like you go cross country in America, like you have to fly. Like unless you want to drive like no, two days, like you have to fly. Like traveling in Europe and like even traveling in England, like how far away like, is like, how far away is Manchester from London? How how long of a drive is that? Because I know that's north, right? Manchester's north I think England. Train is like two hours, three hours. Oh my god! Like that's everything's like, like everything's like within three hours of each other. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. 
You can get a tr- you can get a plane, for example, from Norwich to Manchester, but people would look at you weird if you done that. They'd be like, "Why are you getting a plane?" Is Norwich on the southern coast? Norwich is in. <laughs> Do you make? I don't know geography. <laughs> it's east of England. East of England. That's is it where not I am England? from. Huh? Is wait Norwich is it's... east of England or east of London? East of England. East of England. So it's is it in Wales? No, it's in. Oh wait, east of Eng- Wait, isn't England the whole UK? How could it be east of a country when it's in a country? Wait, no. Right, <laughs> Uni- United Kingdom. I don't even know my country. No, United Kingdom, right? That blue yeah. dot is where I am. That's that blue dot is where I am. That's the east of England, UK. Okay. Okay, so Manchester. I don't. I don't do you know what? I, I'm gonna confess something here. I don't actually know the England United Kingdom situation. Like, what is? How do you say it? I thought it was all one. Well, obviously, uh, United Kingdom includes like Scotland, Ireland, and that's yeah. Such, right? So I'm England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you I'm said actually not dumbed, by the way. I like. You said, I am actually all right, but <laughs> you said east. You said east of England, or like, like. So I guess that might be a terminology thing. So when yeah, we east say of England. E- that is right. Okay, so for us, when we say east of something, that means it's east. Like, like let's say, so I, oh, the, ci- the city I live in, I, I live in like Wausau. It's called Wausau. So east of Wausau, or like east of Wisconsin, that's the state I live in, that means you're not in Wisconsin. That means it you're means away that it's from Wisconsin. East of, it's, it's Wisconsin, but it's the east out of it. Yes, east that out way. of it. Okay, so, whereas like, I'm saying east. See, there's so many differences between us. So you, the, 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 the little thing you could have said would be the east of England. Because yes. then, then you're still in England, right? The eastern coast of England. The east of England. Because yes. you just said east of England, and I was like, wait, I thought Norwich was in England. So that was my bad <laughs> for being a bad uh, communicator. Considering I'm a presenter, that's not really boding well for my career, is it? Yeah, but how many times do you talk to Americans <laughs> when, you t- when you're talking about the country? I don't know. After this podcast, maybe all the time, I might be getting called left, right, and center. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? You might be saying, Hope, we want you. Come on. Come on, Let's Jimmy see. Fallon. <laughs> what if? What would you do if you were on Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> don't know. To be myself. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Fair what, enough. What would you do? What would you do? Have you got a party trick? A party trick? No. No. I'm not, I'm oh, not a big man. party guy. Never was, never will be. No. I don't know. I'd probably be amazed and wonder why I'm on there, to be honest. Hmm. I don't really think I have, I mean, it would have to be down the road, obviously. Like, if he called me now, I'd be like, why? <laughs> What's so interesting about me that I could He'd go on like, Jimmy Fallon? He'd be like, look, I heard you and Hope Ellen on this podcast, right, and your your affirmations were just so inspiring. I want you to come on the show and, and teach people how to be Well, see, then, then I would have a reason. But, like, let's say, like, like, for instance, one person that comes to mind when you talk about Jimmy Fallon is Post Malone. You obviously know who Post Malone is, right? You're mm-hmm. into music. So, like, for him, he's got a reason he's on Jimmy Fallon, right? He's Post Malone, right? Yeah, but you're, you're Jared Klein. Clean. Klein? How do you say no? Klein. <laughs> Klein. You you're actually Jared said it right Klein. the first time. Usually people say clean right away, but... I corrected myself, didn't I? I got it wrong. Yeah. Rookie. But, like, see, like, there's a reason. I don't think I'd be able to... I don't know. I don't really like the limelight that much either. Like, that stage? I don't know if I would be able to do that. That'd be crazy. Well, you shouldn't have started a podcast if you like the limelight, because this is going to blow up, mate. Yeah, and but at least gonna know your name. At least you'd Jared have Jared like, Clean Klein. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Clean Klein. At, le- at least you start from somewhere, though, right? 
If I would just hop on Jimmy Fallon, I'm in front of millions of people right away. There's no like leeway. There's <laughs> yeah. there's no like lead into that. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Let's see. What else? What else do I think of of England? Okay. Here's a question. So when I was flying on to, flying over to England, mm-hmm. I was sitting next to a kid from Dublin, Ireland. Yep. Do you know anything about the Northern Ireland and Ireland like thing? Why are they two different countries? Because I asked him and he didn't even know, to be honest. Um, I think it was just an argument. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I guess that's everything, isn't it? I think, uh, no, do you know what? I think it's, this might be wrong. So please, anyone listening, do not think I've got this right. Please Google it yourself. But I think it was something to do with religion back in the day. Protestants and Catholics, I think. That's probably a, a good hypothesis. If I'm cast my mind back to school days, I think that's what it was. That's probably a good hypothesis. And then I think since then they've just not wanted, they've just wanted to be independent. Okay. So another thing. Why do you call pickles gherkins? That's what they are. Where does that come from? I don't know. <laughs> because we call pickles because the act of pickling something. Okay, that makes sense. So like a pickle is a pickled cucumber. So and we have like pickled onions and pickled yeah. eggs. So why don't you call it a pickle? I'm not sure. Because I mean, gherkin is like just that. It's a funky name, though. Yeah, it is. I'll give you that. That was creative to come up with. Gherkin. Imagine if you called your like, kid Gherkin as their name. My name's Gherkin Smith. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> is that your nickname? <laughs> it is now. My name's Smith. Gherkin Smith. <laughs> All right, maybe don't ask me any more questions about what is being English, because clearly I don't know anything um, that you're asking me. <laughs> okay, well then, maybe maybe I, w- I want to ask one more. Go on then, hopefully I'll get this one. Are you, are you just as interested in American slang as we are in British slang? Mm, I don't think are, so. I'm, I mean, I'm personally not. Like, do people, do people in England talk in an American accent, like, to try to be funny? Because we talk in a British accent to try to be funny all the time. Oh, you do, do you? Yeah. Hmm. Mine's horrible. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got you now. I'll no. try to do American. I'll do. I'll do American if you do British. <sighs> Give me a sentence. Oh, welcome to the podcast today. I'm talking to Hope Helen. Welcome to. No, I can't even try. I can't even try. Welcome to the podcast. I'm talking to Hope Helen. Is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of bad or really bad, um, if I do American. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm the worst accent. Say, ever, so. say cheeseburger and fries in American. In American. I'll, cheeseburg- <laughs> I'll have a cheeseburger and fries, please. That was very Southern. That was quite good. I'm was, actually surpri- I actually surprised myself there. It was Southern though. Say New York in an American accent. I'm in New York. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in New York. You, you're York. I want to. <laughs> so put a lot of emphasis on the R. Like York. I'm in New York, and yep, I want to go, go to the Rockefeller Center. <laughs> yep, okay. <laughs> and I want to go up the Empire State Building. <laughs> so you're actually... I've actually been up the Empire State Building. No, that's a, that's a fun fact. I've actually been up there. Your accent is very Southern, like super I mean, Southern. yeah. 
But I've been listening to too much Miley Cyrus, maybe. I don't know. Oh, I was going to say. She's yeah, seven, right? Yeah. I think she's seven. She's way. from like Tennessee. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm from Tennessee, man. What kind of music do you listen to? Because you, you talked about music earlier. I was oh, interested in that. What kind of music? Well, you said you're all into music. I'm, I'm into all sorts of different music. I was mostly, I was brought up with Motown music and reggae music. Um, on the radio station I present on, it's indie music, it's rock music. So I'm starting to lean more towards rock, which I never thought I'd say. Um, and to be honest with you, my, my heart is with UK rap. Okay, so is there a difference between UK rap and grime? I'm talking about grime. Okay, okay. Yeah. Is yeah. there a difference though? Like, is there no. like, if it's UK rap, it's considered grime? Yeah. Okay. I, I would say so. I might be wrong there. Someone might come after me and say, you're wrong, bro. But um, I'm thinking who's, it's the same. Who's your favorite artist? In the UK. Um, Grime-wise, grime-wise. I'd go with Dave. Um because he's just he's so young but he's just so intelligent and i think it's really really inspiring like his words if you listen to his lyrics they tell a story and it's just mind-blowing do i gotta look him up i think i do it's just dave santan dave dave but in terms of i don't like i don't really like american rap at all really if i'm honest with you the american scene does not appeal to me but i love j cole and i have for years oh so you're a you're a lyricist when it comes to rap yeah so like like american rap American hip hop is very like beat oriented. It's like usually people listen to hip hop because they want to get hyped up, you know? Cause it's like, like the beats like sick, it goes hard. Like it just got big 808 bass in the background. Like, and it's quick, you know, it's like really, really high hatty, really, really snary, you know? I, although like the one thing I really like about UK grime is like, like how sometimes it gets really melodic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then there's, I feel like there's a lot more focus on, on lyrics than, than there is here. Don't you love it when you're just listening to a song, whether you're on a bus or a train or wherever, and you're just or you're walking along and you're listening to the beat, and then all of a sudden these lyrics just they hit you, and you just absorbed, and you're like, whoa, and you yes. listen to it again, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, what are they saying? And it's a story, and you, it just catches you, it just captures you right there in that moment. I love music like that, and I think J Cole's done that for me a lot of times in his music. Have you listened to Kendrick Lamar before? Yeah. Yeah. He he does that a lot to me. He does that as well. Yeah. He's good. He's very good. Let's Kanye see. is kind of he's just not I wish he was still making his old music, but he's not. I was just gonna say that his old music is about five thousand times better than his new music. Oh. I ain't saying to you go, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Your face then you just literally left me hanging. I was like It was uh, funny. It was should funny. I leave now? <laughs> I've dropped the I've dropped the mic. It was funny. It was funny. Um do you like um do you know who oh my god, I'm gonna have to look through my look through my, my playlist here quick. I got Spotify. Do you know who Dennis Lloyd is? Because I feel like oh, you, I, swear I feel like I've you would heard like that name. Music. He has really good like vibey music. So I'm I'm a very like I like hip hop and rap hundred yeah. percent, but I also like music that like like music that's not really lyric heavy, it's more like beat heavy and almost almost EDM, but it's more melodic than EDM is. Super good. Yeah. Or uh My yeah. music my music taste is just so like it's broad. I like everything, really. Do you um, guys listen to like Guns N' Roses and like the Eagles and stuff over in the UK? 
Do you know? Yeah, that's, that's quite big over here. Yeah. And like sticks and like Journey and like Queen. I guess wasn't yeah. Queen British? Weren't so. they a British band? <laughs> oh, <Jack>. that's horrible. <laughs> Me and you are really showing our, our youthful age. It's quite nice actually because I always feel really old. Um, I, that's Queen that's the music that I got brought up British. on. I'm like, just a poor boy from a poor family like that. that yeah. Oh, that is British. <laughs> that's definitely British. <laughs> I've just searched Queen British and it's come up with Queen Elizabeth. Our Queen British. I bet people, bit British people are going to be listening to this being like, Hope, you are stupid. Yeah, you need to like. <laughs> they're, yes, they're from London in the 1970s. Because okay. yes. the one, the only. I really need to do some homework. The on only my own band country. that I know for a fact is British is the Beatles. Yes. That's the only one that I know, like 100%, no questions about it, British. I don't know. I feel like music is a very, like a lot of people can like a lot of different kinds of music. Mm-hmm. I feel like music is really like weird in a sense. Music is magic. It just it's, it just brings people together and it just can just capture different memories. And music, a song can mean so many different things, so many different people. Oh, and 100%. it's completely open, into, open to interpretation. An artist might put something out there thinking right, this is how I want people to see this music. This is a story I'm telling. And someone can take that and just think something completely different. That's why I love, so many, like, I, love, I love music so much. You can just attach so many different things to it. Yeah. Like, and there's so many different songs with different moods. Isn't it funny though, as people, sometimes if we're feeling sad, we'll like find, we'll like listen to sad songs. And sad it's like, songs. Really, you, should li- you should listen to good songs, happy mm-hmm. songs to lift you out of it. But sometimes we want to wallow and that's okay. As long as you reach affirmations the next day and give yourself a pat on the back and tell yourself you are, you're doing good, kid. Hurry up, come on, stop crying. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh! It's just it's a great thing. I always listen to music. I think I listen to music probably fifty percent of the day, every mm-hmm. day. I just always have my earbuds in. And it's just okay. Do you call them earbuds? Is that a thing? Earbuds are like the things you put in the ear to get your earwax out. Those are Q-tips. We call them earbuds. Earbuds. Okay, these are earbuds. I would call them headphones. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Or earphones. A uh, question about America. Do you still pub glasses? Because we do that here. Pub glasses? Yeah, but only in bars. Uh, so you don't have... That's a British thing I love is a pub. I love a pub. A pub with a wood fire, a bit of gravy on your dinner. Oh, my God. That sounds like a great time. That is a British mm. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Because, like, our, our pubs or bars... Unless it's labeled bar and grill. Well, and it's also really weird that have you like have a... um, liquor stores because we just have a supermarket with alcohol in there. I mean, we still have a grocery store with... Okay, thinking of grocery stores, shopping cart or trolley? Trolley. Oh, that one makes no sense to me. Cause the Jam trolley... and jelly doesn't make any sense to me. Jam and jelly? What do you mean? We call What we call jam, you call jelly and vice versa. It's the same thing. No, it's not. Like grape jam or grape jelly? Jam is a spread. Yeah. Jelly is the thing that makes bubbles. That's jello. That's jelly. Oh my gosh. Okay, but the big thing, trolley, that's a thing that's in like San Francisco. Those are trolleys. You don't call trolley. it a shopping. Do you know what I'm talking about in San Francisco? They're like in the street. It's like a, it's almost like a bus, but it's not. It's. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> is it a tram? Similar, but it seems so it's like, like a, it's like a it's like a train on the road. Yep, but I wouldn't 
A tram is a like more electric, like more like modernized. Okay. Yeah, we would call that a trolley because like trolley is more old fashioned. So like I don't know. Yeah, that's that's one that makes no sense to me. So like, why do you? What's the origin of trolley? I guess then, right? Like, why do you call the shopping cart a trolley? Mm. I feel like I really should have read a book before this. Should I Google it? I know you probably <laughs> actually maybe. Why? Why do why we is it call called the trolley? a trolley a trolley? Are you searching at the same time? Oh no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of different things because this is always a good topic. A shopping trolley. Um. I guess I. Th I think I just probably don't know the definition of the word trolley to be honest see like now like the only time i feel really american is when i'm talking to someone that's not american because my accent just gets worse <laughs> do you the thing i feel in this conversation i just feel like i really don't know a lot about my country at all okay so ask I'm about so, america i'm just, I'm just living in it <laughs> ask about america <laughs> I Ask think it's about quite the, old in America. The how United every States state, of America. Every state has different rules and different legislation and different legal stuff. I feel like you're making life really complicated for yourselves. Yeah, in a certain sense, that's, yeah. But then in a certain sense, like, they're states for a reason, right? Like What's there's, the reason? They're states because they wanted to, to separate themselves and, like, become independent for themselves, like, call themselves, hey, I'm from Wisconsin type of situation. It's another territorial conflict type of situation. You know, it always stems from that. But, like, do you guys have states in England? We have boroughs and, like, boroughs and towns. Like, you, but and, you don't um, have, like, you don't have, like, regions. do you have, like, counties or, like, providences? We have counties. Okay. But there's no, like, rivalry. There's no different rules. It's all the same. It's all underneath It's just the a different parliament. name. But yeah. it's all the same legal system and things. Okay. Yeah, because the big thing now with, like, states being separate from the federal government is, like, now some states are legalizing, like, legal legalizing drugs that the federal government doesn't, like, it hasn't legalized. Well, only, so, only marijuana, surely. I think Oregon, like, almost legalized cocaine and shit, I'm pretty sure. Whoa. I know. So if well, that would also come into pharmaceutical medication as well, wouldn't it? Not just let I think so. Yeah, but, like, so... Where it doesn't make sense for me, where I'm in the same boat as you, is like, so what, what I was taught as coming up learning about the government is like, no state government can overrule the federal government. But in this case, the federal government is overruling the state government, but the state government is still getting what they want. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make sense. So yeah, don't, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I, I do realize, like, if you're going to have separate states, you got to obviously have separate people to run those states because you can't have the whole government... Like one federal government. The, the big difference is that America is so much bigger than the UK or England. I guess so. that is very true. That is very true. Mm. We do have a lot more land to kind of. Oh my God! I sound like I'm from the 1800s. We do have a lot more, a lot more area to cover when it comes to like when it comes from like government rule. So honestly, I feel like if it was everyone underneath one roof, one one structure, I think we'd probably have two capitals. We'd have to have two capitals. Like mm. two main governmental hubs, you know, like one we have Washington yeah. D.C. and we'd probably have one towards the West Coast then, probably too. That'd be a really weird world to think about. Yeah, mind blowing. America, with just like by itself, like <laughs> you could no have U.S. and then of A over that side. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, Cal California, 
California and Hawaii want to like break off and be by themselves. So that actually is a possibility. Mm. Okay, hit you me know, with another what's, what's question. The, what's the reason for that? You know, to be honest, I don't know. But honestly, in the next like probably couple hundred years, California is going to break in half anyways because a fault line runs later on the coast. So, oh, there's a lot of earthquakes. What about the the gun situation? Because for a lot of the Ooh. time, again, I feel like this is media um, input. It's like everyone in America loves guns. I know that's not the case. <laughs> what what is the case over there? Do a lot of people is it is it more for and more against or? And how do you feel about it? Um, America is a very old fashioned country, right? Mm -hmm. Old fashioned is a sense like where I guess where uh, just like any other country where their country originated from. So where our country originated from was like. Everyone had a gun, no matter what situation. So there are a lot of, like, I 100% understand both sides. I don't know, I don't know anything about England's policy or anything about that, but no I guns. have heard, yeah, yeah, no <laughs> guns, pretty much. Um, so where that runs into it is, like, there's a lot of people that are very traditional. Like, hunting is a big cultural thing in, in America, like, uh, everywhere, no matter where you go. Mm -hmm. And that obviously involves guns, right? But, like, it'd be so hard to regulate and so hard to take care of because of that big thing. I feel like hunting is, like, the overall arching, like, this is why we need guns. I feel like that's one topic everyone falls back on. So do people in New York need a gun? Are they going hunting? Well, I mean, if they you got to get a guns license first, and you can say you're going hunting, you know? But if that's what I'm saying, if, if, if what you're saying is, is like, it's based on hunting and hunting alone and like that kind of ideology, then surely it should be to people who live in those kind of areas that should be having mm. a gun. Do you I know what I'm, I mean? Am I being, am I being a bit stupid? Well, I, I guess I probably didn't explain it as well as I could have. That's probably why. Um, like, I, I, I guess, okay, to kind of, to kind of shift things. Hunting is like a thing people fall back on. I think mm -hmm. big now is self-defense having guns for self-defense, but like, I don't know, like I'm, pr I, I guess, I guess I'm pro gun because my, my family has been pro gun, you know, like we've mm -hmm. had guns in the house, like, but we, we never really for, were for, we're hunters. We were like, like we never used them other than like, in case we like, we like for self-defense, like my dad has a pistol in his, in his house. Um, actually a couple pistols. That's wild. That's literally wild to me like, to imagine that. Like, it's just because like, I feel like you don't bring a you don't bring a knife to a gunfight situation. Like I guess it's I guess it's for us it's rather be safe than sorry situation, you know? It's a it's, I mean this is a really weird it's not that weird of a link actually. It's kind of like knife crime here in the in the UK. A lot of like young lads who carry these knives do it for self-defense. They again they wouldn't go to a they wouldn't go to a knife fight without a knife mm -hmm. because they're going to lose. So a lot of people carry knives even though it's illegal because they feel like it's protection so that's kind of, it's very similar isn't it in that it way, is yeah in that I, I guess when you put it that way it is very 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 similar um but yeah it's i guess you for us it's you'd rather be safe than sorry like mm. for me I'm, I'm very i'm very grateful that my family like never has had problems with like just being crazy bastards i suppose like when it comes to guns like i know i know some families like some even some kids i went to high school like I, i'm from a really rural city yeah. in central wisconsin so like i guess i'm kind of biased because hunting is a part of that culture and like but i had a couple friends that like their families were like crazy 
like their my buddies they had their guns in the back of their pickup truck or the back of their cars every time they went to school just because it was there you know like no one really thought of it and then also like they'd go out and shoot their guns all the time like having guns and shooting guns was like a hobby rather than a protection which i think is do you even know, know anyone who's ever been shot I think well, my grandpa, because he was over. He he's a he's a vet, and he was over in Saudi Arabia. But I guess that's war rather than, I guess, commercial gun. But not like on the street, no. There we go. I guess, I don't know. I guess I've I've just been around it my whole life. I guess it doesn't really phase me that much, to be honest. Yeah. yeah and I've never really been though. been opened up to problems or potential conflicts when it comes to guns. Like I know about gun safety and everything, and I was educated on it. So I guess, I guess that's what. Were you taught me. that by your parents or by school? Um, by my dad and my grandpa initially, mm -hmm. and then um, through school, it's just kind of inverted. Like through like teachers or professors I was close with that were into guns and from the same area I was, they'd we'd like talk about it sometimes and come up in conversation. So would you say more people are pro guns than anti anti guns? A hundred percent, yeah. It's probably it's actually probably like a seventy or eighty percent Damn. towards pro gun. Cool. How did how did England go about getting rid of guns? Because that's a very interesting thing. Like, how do they regulate it? I suppose. I have no idea. I think again, it's about having a license. I know some people do have them for hunting, um, but it's just not it's just not a cultural thing here. It's just not something that that we have or even think about having like we is it's just not in our culture to have that if you if you have a gun it's more like you're a, you're a criminal or like a gangster or <laughs> the other side of that is that you're like living in the countryside and you go hunting for foxes that's literally there's like not really another in between it's just them kind of two mm -hmm. so one has a license and one is illegal I guess, I guess, like, a big connection to guns is, like, military background in the United States. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're of military background in the UK, do you, like, are you pretty much in that crowd that is, like, considered I don't think to have you, a gun? I still don't think you have one when you're not there. Really? Yeah. I guess that you is would a never, big you would never thing, see uh, You would never see anyone, like, walking around with a gun in their pocket. Or, no, like, it was, it's not a thing. Or no one has a gun in their house. Like, you wouldn't have, like, a gun in, like, a safe in your house. I mean, we've got a baseball bat, but we haven't got a gun. <laughs> and a taser, maybe, if you want a taser. <laughs> and we've got a machete, but we haven't got a gun. <laughs> I joke, I joke. It's just not, it's just a cult, it's literally a cultural thing. It's just not something that is, it's done here. Mm -hmm. you know, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I just keep saying it. Like, I guess I just grew up with it and I've always had yeah, it. I've never thought yeah. about it twice. Similar to you, probably, too. Well, we can only ever speak about our experiences that we've, that we've had. Mm -hmm. So... That's, I guess we can that, only assume it? about a bunch of things. <laughs> yeah. if we have an that too, it. that too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have guns, we have trolleys and jelly. That's just the way it is. <laughs> and gherkins. And, and gherkins. pubs, and pubs. Pubs and gherkins and crumpets <laughs> and tea instead of coffee. And See, I don't drink tea. I like coffee. Oh, you do? Do you put sugar in your coffee? I, I go for sweeteners. Like a couple of couple of sweeteners. Yeah. Okay. Like fake fake sugar. Yeah. Synthetic sugar. Yeah. That's all right. All right. Well, I mean, we've been talking for an hour and a half. Oh my god. It's been so. Do you know what? It's been so fun to chat it with you. It has been. It has been. One second. All right. Sorry, I had to mute for a second.
Bonjour. Um, no problem at all. Thank you ever so much for having me on. It's been an absolute blast, as we say here. <laughs> <laughs> absolute Toodle blast. <laughs> <laughs> See yeah. y'all later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I thank you. It was unfortunate that we couldn't have Marcellus on um, 100%. I know he would have enjoyed this immensely. Um, especially with what no, we I might about. have to. I might have to message him some abuse and just say, "Where were you?" You should. Um, but you know, you know what, Jared? It's been lovely to actually speak to you. I've never met you before, and I feel like um, I've known you for years now. I feel like we've really uh, got a nice little Zoom bond going here. Hey, an hour and a half. You get a lot of information in an hour and you a half. You do. You definitely do. We've covered a lot of bases. Thank <laughs> you ever so much for having me on. Oh no problem. Um, as always, guys. Um, Go down in the description, and if you haven't heard the intro, go back to the intro to get Hope's links, um, as well as her podcast. It's called The Celeb Podcast. I'm a celeb. I'm a celeb. I'm a, I'm a celeb, celeb podcast. I'm a celeb, I'm a celeb podcast. podcast. But if anyone just looks at my Insta, they'll find everything. So That's very true. That. Yeah, go to her Instagram, follow her, tell her, you know, hi, how you doing type of situation. Um, all of that links, all her You've links. You've got to say in a Joey Tribbiani voice, though, if you're saying, hi, how you doing? <laughs> go on, Jared. Um, Give me a hi, how you doing before I go. It'll make a night. I don't know who Jerry Trip. Who's Jerry, Jerry from Friends? I've never watched it. You you call yourself an American? Oh my gosh! Oh my, here we go. How you doing? <laughs> how you doing? I love that you laughed at my joke, even though you had no idea what I was on about. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're a friend for life now. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you for coming out. Appreciate you guys for coming to episode three of the TOD Project Hope. Again, thank you for coming out. And uh, we will see you guys next time.